my business card. So I thought, well, that's super visual. And like people always respond to that, that pun. Let's lean into it. So I created this giant six by four banner that says just our, our, our name right in the middle. And then it's just big, greasy, slimy looking warty pickles as the full background, six feet by four feet of slimy pickles. And at our booth, we handed out jewel cases, the small jewel cases full of sliced. Yo, what is up? This is Christian D. Evans, host of Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. And I just want to share with you real quick. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to us, but also our community. And you know, if you like this, please share this with your friend, your family, a colleague, someone that you don't even like. Definitely share that with them. And then also leave a comment and a review for us. We really do appreciate that. And show our guests some love if you find that this episode really resonates with you. Secondly, also want to share with you some really awesome news. I've had the Fortune Opportunity Network and have incredible guest, eight and nine figure entrepreneurs, CEOs and founders on our podcast. And what we've done is we've actually been able to open up a be uncommon if you can mastermind where we're able to open up the door for so many of you, right? Those that are six figure, seven figure entrepreneurs that are scaling, that are struggling, that really want to level up their game, their business, their life, whatever it is. I'm able to open up that door for you with this Be Uncommon If You Can Mastermind. Now, we're only taking a select few of individuals. So what you'll need to do is go to christiandevans.com forward slash mastermind dash now. And the link is actually in the description as well. Guys, that is christiandevans.com forward slash mastermind dash now. We're only opening this up for a select few of individuals that really want to level up their game. You have a conversation with me. See if you qualify. And guys, enjoy the episode. And remember be uncommon if you can. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in to Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. I'm your host, Christian D. Evans, and we have an awesome digital marketer on today. He is the one that puts the fun back into sales funnels, and my gosh, we're going to be having a lot of conversation, a lot of fun stuff talking about with this individual. So he has been featured in a sales and marketing professional for more than 17 years. In 2016, he co-founded the eVisibility Media Department, quickly building up to a million dollars revenue channel. As one of the early and continuing pioneers of emerging media marketing, he has managed campaigns for several flagship clients and been a source of innovation. His wealth of principal marketing knowledge and experience as a published author in online and trade publications combined with an educational approach with clients makes him a dynamic and engaged orator. In 2008, his volume and management eclipsed well over 3 billion targeted impressions and over 12,000 manual social media deliver, deliver, deliverables. He's also in, involved with developing a number of projects, Rock9 Digital, a boutique performance marketing agency, and GFTGVR, a new socially driven means of exchange gifts, and so much more. He's also the co-founder, CEO of Sales Enable dot us my friend daniel redman how you doing my man i'm good let's go christian let's get them <laughs> awesome. it's a magic been... today yes we are you, got me, you got me hype with my own bio that honestly who wrote that thing it was <laughs> well hey i'm excited because that's you man that's 100 percent you so hey i'm looking <laughs> forward to diving into this you have incredible knowledge uh in, in this avenue but wait also i, I prove we... it yeah wait till i prove you right on that <laughs> well, one of the things you, you mentioned before we jumped in onto this podcast here is really just talking about like, you know, uh, conversational sales, right? Uh, but before we dive into that, kind of share with me, you know, so many people, the, the evolution of the, the, the customer, right, client, it's always constantly changing. And we can't use those same tactics that we used, you know, five, seven, even three years ago. And what I find so interesting is like everybody just tries to push out the same garbage and they try to be like, you know, being maybe more custom in regard like their, their approach, email, automation, LinkedIn automation. So I'd like to see, uh, ask you, where do you see uh, most businesses get it wrong in their business and in their sales structure? Oh man, I hope you've got a long time allocated for us today, Christian D, because there's a lot there. There's a lot there that I'm going to vent about. Um, just to, just to give you like a starting point and set the table for you, 
10 years ago, the average amount of touches it took in sales prospecting to advance a sale was four. Two emails. We had email 10 years ago. Yeah, we had email. Two emails, two phone calls. We've got ourselves like a next stage uh, business opportunity. Last year, that number was over 14. So we've had an over 200% increase in the amount of touches it takes to advance new business which you might go, oh yeah, whatever. So just like make more dials. No, every time you dial, every time you send an email, every time you connect message on LinkedIn, there's a time allocation connected to that. So if you ask salespeople to do 200% more things, you're asking them either A, to work longer hours or you're asking them to work a smaller lead volume. And that is crushing a lot of companies, primarily like SMBs, mid, uh, mid-size, like smaller mid-size companies. The enterprise has like known about this for a long time and uses the best technology and has for a long time. They have like robots selling for them already. Uh, but the small guys always get screwed, all right? So, um, so that's, that's kind of crazy. The, the thing that's like the most troubling about it though is like, God bless the small business and people try and like DIY their way into modern sales environments. And what happens is it's just like investing in stocks. Do you invest in any stocks or crypto or anything like that, Christian? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear it. So um, the thing, like whenever you get like a hot tip, especially in crypto, crypto is the worst at this. You should buy like, dachshund coin you know it's the it's the next shiba inu by the time you hear that the run is gone the run is gone you know the same holds true in sales outreach like if you go to hubspot's blog hubspot sales loft outreach out anyone that's like on the edge of sales engagement that's doing the modern best sales engagement tactics and techniques and knowledge base the second you read a blog about how to write a cold email on one of those sites, there are 5,000 minimum other salespeople that are using the exact same template and pushing send at the very same time, and you're screwed. You've all of a sudden fallen into like an abyss of sameness where all of the emails, and I'm sure like you and any other person that's that, you know, all three people that are listening to this podcast right now. Sorry, I'm just, I'm messing with you, but are, 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 you know, are probably saying, yeah, I get like 20 emails a day from people soliciting me and they all sound kind of alike. That's why people are working off of the same knowledge base to get there and think that they can advance their outreach, move past like some of the troubles and challenges that they've had in outreach by following all of the same people. And it just, it doesn't work like that in order to like, properly sell today you've kind of got to be unique but it's it's not about uniqueness it's about being real authentic uh and and offering real connection to people that that's the stuff that like gets you past the boundary because uh bulk many to many and many to one automated selling is is so dead it's so dead um it takes you literally like lighting an entire forest on fire in automation to get a few wounded, wounded rabbits to hop out. If you just do it like the old fashioned way of like, Hey, here's the thing that I do. I know this to be true about you. So click on my Calendly link. You're dead. You're dead in the water. If that's your approach. Sorry, yeah, I went off but, on a crazy tangent there with you. But. <laughs> no, you're good, man. And what I find so interesting is you, you're just, um, hitting massive, massive, uh, you know, pain in, in a lot of bu- businesses because it's like they're, they're stuck in a situation where it's like, okay, I want to scale, and the only way to scale is to automate, right? And so they think by by really just automating, oh, that's going to help consistent with my my scaling uh, ability. But the reality is that you know you need consistent amount of sales, and so. My thing is, is like, I understand like sometimes you need more like cold outreach, BDRs in place, uh, account reps, um, you know, SDRs uh, on the, on the back end, And there, there's different processes. 
Um, and, and I'd like to kind of get your response, Daniel, because it's like, you know, the things have pivoted, things have changed, right? Even from, you know, a VSL to a webinar, all that stuff has changed. It still works to some extent, but it's, it's changed. And so you kind of always have to pivot. And so my question is like, you know, I, I've gotten LinkedIn messages, I've got cold emails, I've got all these things, some work, some don't. Um, but it's like, you, you, you just can't just keep copying and pasting the crap. We know that. So what strategies do you help your clients work with to be able to say, okay, these are the most effective conversational um, you know, sales strategies that work long-term uh, that produce the best conversions? Yeah, so it, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing to say, and I realize I'm about to sound insane. But right now, the, the best thing that you can focus on is attempting to create relationships. Don't think about people in terms of the, the size of their, your database or numbers. Brute for, don't think in terms of brute force selling. Think, how can I be custom? How can I be personalized? How can I offer insight? How can I give those things, those like lost arts of finding value and being valuable to a prospect, that's where, that's where the, the, the new million dollar niches are. Um, to give you an example, I launched a new offer to people in, in my database that I only did outreach to 12 people. I enrolled 12 people in a sequence. I got an 89% open rate and I got a 25% reply rate. I don't need to target a thousand person, even a thousand person list. If I'm thinking small, think about like, what's, what's an offer that maybe just 10 people are really interested in instead of one that maybe 10 in a thousand are interested in. And I think the smaller you can pare that down uh, and create small use cases, A, you're, you're going you're gonna to win you know, you're, you're going to uh, pull in business, you're going to resonate with more people, you're not going to burn your lists, you're going to be healthy, sanity wise, uh, you're not going to have to buy 50 domains to send out 5 million emails, like, all around, it's just, it's such a better way to live, to think small, um, in, in terms of your outreach. Well, what's interesting is, is it's like, I like to approach it more like that sniper approach, right? It's like, hey, you yeah. know what? Instead of this gunshot approach, which we've heard, and what's so interesting to me is like, even though we, we've seen that it does not work, it does not produce by sending out tons of LinkedIn, you know, blast and, and you know, just random selling and all that stuff. We, we, it's like, it's so funny how many people still do it though. How many salespeople still process it because they, they just don't want to put any time and energy into it. And the reality of what you're saying, Daniel, is like, hey, you put like, 10% of your energy, just a 10% into actually producing a really good email or a really good like message, building that relationship on the front end. And yeah, maybe you don't push through a hundred cold calls. Yeah. Maybe you don't push out like 10, 15 cold emails, but you do maybe one or two. And all of a sudden it's really dialed in. It's very specific. Guess what? The conversions are much better. And that's basically what you're saying. It's not a quantity game. It is a quality game. I'm doing larger. I'm doing less amount but in, in, in larger conversions on the back end. And you know, at what point did you start realizing that this was the strategy? Because I think it's always been that strategy, but where you're like, okay, I'm gonna totally go full throttle on this because I know the conversions just work better. It was October 12th, 2019. Um, I, I, I really like completely hinged and pivoted my entire company uh, discovering something like that. Um, it was, through, actually through LinkedIn, experimenting on LinkedIn, because I was sending out the same message that everyone else was. And then I decided, why don't I just like ask people how they're doing? And I've got this crazy chart, Christian, like that shows my revenue in 2019. Most of the chart is embarrassing because like you can see it like, wow, dude, how are you alive? How were you like buying food? And then like existential crisis, and then giant like peak uh, on, on the tail end of it. When I switched to conversational, it, it, it literally changed everything. Just engaging people in communication does a number of things. 
you learn a lot faster because you get a lot more feedback. You build a lot more relationships, even when you don't win. Uh, you build a bigger network. Like there's so many like positive byproducts in addition to earning a lot more business that it's crazy. It's actually crazy. It's crazy that like being cool to people is a thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's funny because it's like, one of the things I've seen, uh, even even in the cold email and you know uh, LinkedIn or Instagram, whatever, it's like because Gary V Gary V said content give value, give content, right? I get a message that says, "Hey, here, check out my new PDF. Check out my new thing." Well, I didn't really want that, thank you, but I, I didn't. Really, you know, I'm, I'm not going to spend my time looking at that. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things is though is when I get a, a message from someone, either an audio or a video on LinkedIn. And says, hey, Christian, such a pleasure talking to you, man. I really just wanted to network, connect. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I saw that you're doing this, this, and this. Like They took the time to look at my profile. All of a sudden, what did that do to me? They didn't even pitch me. They didn't do nothing other than just that one little thing. That was so effective, so extremely effective. And, yeah. um, and definitely because in today's world, we're very interconnected. I love to get more like, what other strategies have you discovered that it's like, okay, you can automate to some extent, but also is very effective. I, I just rolled something out this week. I hope the person that I rolled this out on isn't listening, but um, I, I found like a little toy solution, a little toy like solution that like bumps up. You're, you're, you're on it too. Actually, you have this because I've seen you on the threads. Uh, that like throws a lightning storm at light, uh, LinkedIn posts um, that like pings a bunch of people to like go to LinkedIn posts and bump them up and all that likes it and throws in like comments and stuff like that. So I've um, been just watching my LinkedIn feed and I'll see somebody that I'd like to engage with, CEO of a company that does blank. Cool, I wanna talk to them. Uh, I'll message them and say, hey, I saw your post. I think it's interesting. Do you mind if I drop a fucking rainstorm on this post? They're never going to say no. And 20 minutes later, I've got 200 people interacting with their LinkedIn post. And then I check in and I get excited about them that with them afterwards. Dude, how many impressions did you get on that post? It went crazy. Oh my God, did you see the comments? They were like, so engaged they loved your post this is like the next thing like this is amazing and i've just created a raving fan for absolutely no reason literally no reason but guess what i can go back to that well whenever i want right now i could go back to it and say hey i need your help with something and do you think they're going to say yes or no at this point if, if i've just gone out of my way to like random act of absolute kindness, social media kindness, um, giving, giving, finding ways to give and be valuable. I call it, um, I call it a pork chop, offering someone a pork chop because it's a valuable item. I don't, I don't know why I picked pork chop, but I guess better than some alternatives, but like, can you be insightful? Can you offer good feedback? Can you be a shoulder to cry on? You know, can you, be a good like peer-to-peer -peer contact. Honestly, like I've taken calls from absolute weirdos that just said like, I want to commiserate with you. I'm a CEO too. And like, it's hard. Can we talk? And I'm like, yeah, I want to hear what this guy has to say, you know, like, so being a good, good con connection is, is great salespersonship. You know, you find that like, when you do that, you start thinking a little bit more globally about being a referral source too. And you're, you're, if you're able to dole out business, it's going to come back to you tenfold. Knowing your contacts, knowing your connections, knowing your network, man, all that stuff is like, is next level. That's when you hit like a plat, uh, the next rung of the ladder up is when you can have a little bit more, um, god mode in your own network you know that you've capitalized on that you understand those things you know here we are on an awesome podcast because you understand the value of relationships and how that stuff really translates into authority 
Yeah, and it's interesting because am see, I pulling uh, the curtain back on you too much? Am I? No, no, this is brilliant. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and actually, I think it's really cool because that's a cool strategy because, again, you're going out of your way. And it's so funny how, like, how simple that strategy is, but it's so effective, right? I remember one guy, I, I, he was telling me how, hey, I was able to get into, uh, into like, a business, like, top, like, Fortune 500 company and talk to a CEO because all I did on LinkedIn was wish him a happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday, man. And he's like, wow, someone remembered. Like, yeah. And it was like all of a sudden, hey, I'm willing to talk to you. Like, it's just those small, stupid things. Things, but it's like, you know, you don't have to pitch them. You just be be real, right? It's just be authentic. But I, to me, let me ask you this, Daniel. Why do you think people do it? I, and to me, I think it's more, they just, they, they think so short-term. They think so transactional. Oh, I got to make money. I got to put food on the table. I got to do it now instead of thinking long-term and say, okay, if I keep building relationships over a long enough period of time, I know the fruits of my labor will be much massive and results that I could ever produce in a transactional way. But I'd love to get your response. Yeah. Yeah. The, the people that play the long game are the, are the ones that really like make waves for sure. So many people get caught up in the fear, like that fear of loss, the fear of failure. And that's what drives people to like react brashly, right? No, no, no. We've just got to tell them everything. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll buy from us. Let me tell you, tell you about some buddies of mine that everyone thought was in, they thought these guys were totally insane. Some local San Diego guys um, threw a, a, a community launch party. Uh, and I knew these dudes, I played softball with them. And I was like, these guys are cool. I want to hang out with them. I'm curious to hear what they've got going on. So I showed up, there was like 40 people in the room because these dudes are like super charismatic. They have people, they know people, people like them just where, you know, and, and they're known in their community. So I show up and I'm sitting amongst 40 people and lights go down. They pop up a presentation and the, one of the very first slides is the long hairs, a community for men with long hair. And I heard people around me going, are you fucking serious? This is the stupidest thing ever. A community for people with long hair. Dude, that's dumb. And like, what about short hair people? Like it's, it's, ex, you know, exclusive. Like who's gonna like, and what are they doing? How are they gonna make money on that? Haters. There were probably 38 haters out of 40 uh, people there. Uh, they just started they handed they started handing out business cards walking the street to dudes with long hair dudes with man buns just handing out cards that said the long hairs on them handing out brushes to to dudes with long hair suddenly they start they had a thousand people then they had five thousand then they had ten thousand people globally that were in this like forum and community of people that talked about hair products and hair care and stigma around man buns and like, you know, beware of the man bun cutter that's hanging around the Eastgate mall, you know, um, they, they built that and then they got invited to pitch on Shark Tank and they got a deal. Mark Cuban gave them, gave them a deal and they launched an entire line of hair, hair ties with cool like rocket launchers and tanks and shit on the hair ties. And then they went into like shampoos and conditioners. Now they've got an empire. Now they've got an empire. But you know what? It started with 38 out of 40 haters sitting in a room saying this will never work. But they, what they understood better than anybody I've ever seen is the power of community and the power of connection between people. Because all of a sudden you've got 10,000 people that are aligned around a central, central belief, a common thread. They've got, they've got homies, you know, like you, you've built something around people and you're providing an experience. Uh, and that is way more powerful than any sales outreach they could have ever done, you know, to like cold call people with long hair or, you know, or just, you know, brand, you know, brand, you know, iron brand someone in the butt with their outreach over like a 30 day period with emails and calls and it would have never worked. 
but the way they did it is the only way it could have worked. And it was the long play. It was the slow play and the one that they got a lot of hate for early on. But, but those dudes, like they proved a lot of people wrong. Um, and, and it's, it's been an unbelievable, like inspiration for me to see that. That's awesome because it is, it is a different paradigm shift. You have to switch that mindset tremendously from a short term to a long term. And, you know, the thing is, is like, honestly, we, we, we see the power of the long term play, right? We see the Elon Musk, we see the, you know, Gary V's, we see those individuals that have played that long play. But it's the reality is that, are you willing to withstand that, that length? Sometimes that may not, you know, yeah. right, right, exactly. And, and, you know, talking about revenue, you're talking about cash flow, you're talking about, you know, obviously, um, you know, processes and stuff like that. It's like, hey, are you willing to withstand it? And that's the question that I think a lot of companies concern. I know that's one of the reasons why direct response marketing is so powerful because it's like, well, I can, I can basically in a very short period of time make a pretty good amount of money if you're good at it. And I can, you know, take that money and reinvest it back into the business, and I can basically become self-sustaining pretty quickly. But obviously, if you want to play long-term, you have to switch the play and you have to switch the strategy. So, my question to you is: in the sales industry, okay, um, we get the power of the long play, we get the power of the conversation as well, right? Being more strategic in that approach. What are certain, you know, when, let's say for example, when your sales is a psychology game, right? But definitely in the B two B world. And I'd love for you to kind of explain a little bit, like, not what's the difference between B2C to B2B, but how to effectively sell in the B2B world, because there's a few things that a lot of people aren't familiar with. One, you're dealing with a lot of different decision makers. And two, it becomes less emotional. Even though it is still emotional sale, it becomes less emotional. You can't just typically ask those same B2C questions that, that you do with the B2B world. So I'd love for you to kind of explain a little bit about that process and 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 effectively like you know sell a, a B2B contract or something. Yeah. So um, a couple things that I I always consider and think about um, is you know, how do I, how do I uh, cut through? How do I cut through the noise? How do I break this like gray fog that people work in? You're sitting in a, in, in an office. Now, a lot of people are back to the office, sitting in an office, you've got your little cubicle, you've got your little water cooler, you're punching away on your laptop. Everything is a neutral color around you. You've got a couple little pinned pictures on, on the wall. You know, you've got some like a little drawing of a heart that your daughter did for you. And, you know, that those little tiny mementos from your life get you from from nine o'clock to 5 p.m. Right. Um, the, the in between time, you're you're putting on a brave face. You're building this facade of like a strong, capable, authoritative person. And then you're going home and crying to your family in the evening. I'm painting a picture that's not relevant to absolutely everybody, but I'm just saying like that, you know, to, like it's a grind, it's a grind, right? It is a grind. I don't care what you do. Even if you say you love your job, you're probably grinding. Um, how do you talk to somebody like that in general, right? Like how do you, how do you speak to that person differently than you would a person? No, dummy, they're persons. They're all persons. Everyone's a person. Everyone's human. What humans want doesn't change whether they're in the four walls of a drab office or like they're watching uh, squid games in the comfort of their living room. They still have some of the same wants, needs, and desires. So, um, I have a metric that I track in HubSpot, we're, we're a HubSpot company, and it's, it's jokes. I have a, a joke thing, uh, field. And every time I say a joke in the sales process to a prospect, I'll actually tick it. I'll tick the box. And I track jokes as a custom field in HubSpot so that I could go back later and discover how many jokes it took or what like the correlation was between jokes told and deals won. It's my belief that that is what cuts the noise. Personality cuts the noise. Realness still cuts the noise. It, it, the, the playground doesn't matter. 
And I think a lot of people get hung up on, well, you know, what if we were pitching big companies? Like big companies don't. Blah, blah, blah. I actually, I, I came to an epiphany about this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag about this because I'm excited about it. And you're a captive audience, Christian D. So you got to hear this. Um, my, my, I had a mentor up until a couple months ago. They kept telling me, I said, Dan, I would never do business with you. I would never work with you. And he is a, a salty dog from a Fortune 500 executive, like C-level at a Fortune, former C-level Fortune 500. And his, his note in saying that to me was, I'm not polished enough for him. I'm not professional enough. My website doesn't speak to him in a way that he could take it to his management and his like team and say, look at this company. They look good enough for us to work with. I'm covering my ass, you know, by hiring this company. Uh, I leaned into that at first and I, I, I rebranded my whole web, like I restructured my whole website to cut out all of like the fun actions in it and like the, the jokes, the puns. I took all that out uh, and, and built a checkbox site thinking, yeah, he's right. This mentor's right. He's done it before, right? He's at this level. He's been at that level. That's where I want to be. That's why I want to pitch and win. Um, and so I did that. Um, has it increased our, our sales in any way? Absolutely not. Hasn't. And, and a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting at my desk, just like I am now, staring at my background as I am now, the Zoom background that I've had for like over two years. And I realized, man, I hate this new website. I hate it. It doesn't, it doesn't inspire me. It doesn't motivate me. It's not, a, I have no connection to it personally or like culturally. There, there's nothing about it that, that says me in this, in this website and this presence, the online presence that we were building to like appease this mentor, right? Um, and I saw this background and I was like, oh my God, raise the sales, raise the sales, raise the sales, Christian, raise the sales. So we're, we're now two weeks into like a total rebrand from the checkbox website that I hate, that like just annoyed me, didn't speak to me, didn't excite me to um, not pirate, but mysterious nautical themed. You know why? Because I find that I'm more effective as a salesperson when I'm passionate about the thing I do, when I'm, I can brag about something that I'm working on, when the, all the collateral behind me is cohesive and consistent and backs up my words. And my words are as I'm talking to you today. My words are like, you can, you can pretty much guess that I'm not gonna have much of a filter. I'm gonna say the things that I think and mean, and that's gonna resonate with a lot of people and the people that it doesn't aren't my target. They're not the people that I wanna talk to. As a result, we attract a lot of the clients that fit our company culture. And we have a lot and we're growing and we have people knocking on our door to work with us. Um, so, you know, my advice to somebody would be to find that connection, find that through line, you know, find that, exci find that excitement, find the passion express the passion. When I get off a call with somebody, I, I'm willing to bet that most consistently, even if they don't buy, they will say that I'm passionate about the thing that I do because I've built around me things that I care about. You know, that's to me how, that's how I sell. And, and that's how I found success in selling. Um, that's awesome, man. And I appreciate you sharing that because and being authentic and sharing like, First of all, a few things. One is you don't always have to listen to that mentor, right? That mentor may or may not know the whole thing, right? They've been there and done that, but the reality is they, they don't know what, what drives you. And I think that's really good because it's like, it's tough to not listen to that mentor because it's like, okay, 
I know you've been able to produce results, but it's like, I'm, I also know that he doesn't know my strategy and the way I do things. Secondly, also, I do like your approach of being fun and, and um, you know, uh, unorthodox in the way you approach things. And the reason why is because, see, it's just like you said, it's, you have to cut through the noise. You have to create attention. And literally, as I've had all people, tons of people on different podcasts, one individual said uh, that, you know, majority of his emails were like just very professionally developed, B2B kind of structure. And then all of a sudden, he switched over to more of just very simple, almost have some mistakes in them, you know, all that stuff. Because then all of a sudden, the open rate and the click-through rate was, you know, much better. And then as well as like crazy different, you know, subject lines. Uh, it was so unprofessional, right, quote unquote. But then his, his result were just way more productive and he's like wow this is really good marketing and then also i had another guy uh he was working with some some people in the e-com space and in order to reach out to them what he did is he he sent out poop emojis poop emojis (laughs) his big you know printed out and said hey we'd love to talk and then all of a sudden guess what it was sent out why was that so effective? Because guess what? They get tons of email. They get tons of mail, but yeah. the, they don't get tons of poop mail, you know? <laughs> and so I just thought that was so brilliant because again, just a footstop, what you're saying, Daniel, noise, attention is being, yeah. you know, thwarted all different places and you have to be funny. You have to be, you know, unorthodox in the way you approach things. Because I mean, how many websites have we seen as, oh, I'm the best salesperson in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I, we, we sales coach, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Wonderful next. Right. But all of a sudden you go to yours and it's like, oh, that's funny. That's exciting. In fact, if you, if people go look on his, uh, Daniel Redmond's LinkedIn page, he actually, in the video portion, it's really <laughs> quite funny. I'm not even going to mention what he says because it's really, really quite funny and it's really entertaining. Again, one of the reasons why I want to have him on our podcast, but a uh, side note, but again, I, I love that approach. And let me ask you this, like, let's talk a little bit about like, because of your approach, because of your ingenuity and your creative way of doing things, how have you been able to land clients? Like you said, you're seeing the doors knock on. I mean, tons of people requesting to be part of your, uh, your business and stuff like that, which is awesome. Uh, but like, what have you seen in production results? And then as well as being able to open up doors because like, man, that caught me, Danny. I, I, I love what you got going on. So are you asking like individual tactics that we've, we've used uh, that are correct. maybe out of the box or? Yeah, yes, correct. Tactics that you've used. And then as well as like, obviously the result because of that tactic. Yeah. So um, one thing comes to mind right away that's, that was really effective uh, for us early in the year. This is... I'll get into something that's more digitally driven in a second, but the, I think you'll like this one. Um, we, d- we did our first, we exhibited at our first trade show in uh, January. And um, going into the trade show, one thing was abundantly clear is we're, we're pretty small to be at the trade show. You know, a lot of the companies that are going to be there, a lot bigger, more revenue, more established. Um, we're, you know, we're kind of on the early end. And so for us, um, you know, how can we stand out amongst the companies that have like the $25,000 booth budget? Uh, what are we going to look like in the mix? That was my early question to myself. How, how is sales enable going to be at this show and be effective knowing that people are, are going to have like fucking pyrotechnics and laser lights and like, confetti and like giving away airpods and like crocs at their booth as swag is that is that going to be us that can't be us you know unless i want to like get fully leveraged and take out a loan just to buy swag that's not going to be us so what we did was uh one of our uh taglines that we've used uh uh that that i use on my business cards is closed deals like a pickle. Uh, it was on our original site that I tell you we changed from. It was one of the, it's one of the puns that we use. And there's a gigantic, like gnarly, warty pickle on it, you know, like accompanying this, this slogan on the back of my business card. So I thought, well, that's super visual. And like people always respond to that, that pun. Let's lean into it. So I created this giant six by four banner that says just our, our, our name right in the middle. And then it's just big, greasy, slimy looking warty pickles as the full background, six feet by four feet of slimy pickles. And at our booth, we handed out 
jewel cases, the small jewel cases full of sliced dill pickles and a big sticker that says closed dills like a pickle. Uh, we walked away with 35 opportunities from that trade show. A uh, couple closes. We had an RFP request before we even closed the show, uh, the two-day show. It was huge. It was crazy. People were talking about it. And um, it was, again, like, just how can we cut across the grain, you know, and, and be interesting, entertaining, and, and throw, like, common sense out the window, right? Because if the mentor was in my ear, he'd say, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? You know, like there's people are not going to take you seriously, but I'll tell you, it, it's opened up a lot of doors for us, you know, having that type of uh, approach on the like digital side and more tactical side we do. So like um, there's a couple things that we like to do. I do like to use jokes. We actually will use like jokes uh, in LinkedIn automation sequences about um a particular industry, whatever industry we're targeting and make it relevant and tie it into a solution. That's definitely something we do. We also will, uh, we never do Hail Marys in email. I know that's like a big thing, like what's the Hail Mary pass where you ask somebody, hey, Christian, you haven't responded because you A, slipped on a banana peel, you be, you just got too busy or C, you just don't need my services right now. Please just reply back with A, B, or C, right? Everyone's seen that Hail Mary, you know, it sucks. It's stupid. Please stop using it. It doesn't work. It's dumb. And I'm embarrassed. I cringe and like throw up in my hands when I see it, that, that email. Uh, but what we will do is we look to first things first. We actually visually a review our, our email sequences for changes in aesthetic. Are we changing aesthetic? Have we gone from short form, medium form, long form, bullet points, not bullet points. Uh, and then towards the end, we'll go like full storytelling mode. And uh, our stories are good. The, the latest one I rolled out for a marketing agency, uh, marketing agency was about the Byzantine empire taking over Rome. And it was this entire story that weaved them using merge tags into the story and used like some flowery Gen Z type language to, to like punch certain lines out. It was like a good like 1500 word, you know, plus like story uh, about like ancient Rome being con conquered and, and stuff like that. Uh, and we've gotten res the responses you get are, I saw of your other emails. I didn't reply to him. I thought this was weird. So I replied to it. Cool. That's a win. I take that as a win. We, we consider that those wins all day. Any type of reply, if it's not a hard note, is a win for us. We can, we can work with that. All of, like my people are all sales trained. So they know how to go from like an inch to a mile, you know, and, and that's kind of like, like the, the secret sauce. Um, the other thing that we like to use is, um, I, I know a lot of people are using this stuff, but like dynamic text uh, image overlays. Um, there's a couple couple big companies. So Ulemless does them. We use Hyperize as another good one to do them. But basically create a custom meme that fits your client's agenda, premise, theme of the sequence and allow like merge tags to drop in on top of it. Um, is, is just a, like a cool, like end of sequence thing that we throw out there. Dude, I built, I built a lot of a pretty strong client base last year doing one for us. That was a two panel comic. I guess you'd call it a comic, but basically the top photo was, um, a knight in shining armor and the image overlay said Christian's sales strategy. And it showed the knight with the armor, blah, blah, blah. The bottom panel was uh, an arrow sticking into a tiny slot, eye slot in the armor, and the arrow was labeled COVID. And I, would, I sent that meme out to people on LinkedIn, and I, got I was no shortage of meetings like teed up from that thing. Like I, I probably won like 12, 13 clients last year just using that meme alone. Um, 
and that stuff that dude it's a huge pattern disrupt right like it's it, it's a huge pattern disrupt so that's that's kind of what we do we also go in with like um largely benefit selling we never sell in top line messaging we just like present benefits and i i found that that's extremely effective people have stigma around certain solutions or they feel like they understand a solution already with misconceptions and you don't want them to fall into that so the way you do that is by just selling the benefit of the thing hey uh hey christian um I know you're probably thinking about this because I am too. Uh, hyperinflation sucks. And I'm trying to come up with a few ways to preserve some of my assets. Can I share a couple of my ideas? So there I've made it extremely personal. Um, I've become topical. I'm real. I'm authentic. I'm collaborative. And uh, I'm offering to share an idea. Um, and that sort of approach is is really what I mean by like you know building relationships through uh, conversational outreach. Wow, I love those those tactics and strategies because those are very very effective. And like you said, it just cuts through uh, cuts through the noise. And I just think it's so fun because you you bring such creativity to marketing instead of that same typical just you know. And you're 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 leveraging the B two B world. All right, a lot of times this B two B we always have this very you know convoluted kind of concept. It's got to be very professional. It's got to be all like you like you were saying earlier on. And and like you said, the pickle. It got people to talk. And that's the reality is you got to get people to talk about it. Uh, whether you like him or hate him, Donald Trump gets people to talk about who? Donald Trump, right? And you have to study his, his tactics because, you know, the same thing with, you know, how he, he applauded Putin and all that shenanigans. You know, again, I know that's controversial. We won't get into it. But the biggest thing is, he's got people to talk about who? Talk about him. Uh, and I just love that approach as well, the, the pickle. I, I think that's just brilliant. But then, <laughs> and then also, like you said, uh, jokes, um, memes, gifts. I, I think that's that's just beautiful. Now, let me ask you this because, you did say something that was that was interesting to me, you know. Uh, definitely in today's world, you know, with with optimization, with strategies and stuff like that, and and sequences. Um, you know, I know we get very dialed in and targeted, but I'd like to kind of get your response because you, you're not only in the sales category, but you're also in the marketing side of things, and you got some incredible um, incredible skills in in that regard. So when you're seeing like Okay, hey, how do you approach this? And you get some negative feedback, okay? Uh, because obviously you say something different. You say something kind of unorthodox. Let's say, for example, hey, this is unprofessional. Stop emailing me, all that shenanigans. There are going to be people, be people like that, right? This is not funny, whatever. Um, you know, do you do you adjust to to cater to that, or do you just say, hey, you know what? Who cares? That's that's just like sales, right? Law, well, large numbers. We we send them a poop emoji. <laughs> no yeah listen yeah they're, they're literally always going to be haters always going to be haters and you're you're never going to appeal to everybody uh and that's a hard pill to swallow you know for a lot of people um even when you're taking this like sort of subdued passive friendly approach like you can offer a dollar, you can just give people a dollar and you get a lot of people that'll say no to just receiving a dollar, right? So um, I think you, you just have to have a, a tough skin for it, but also there are some like warning signs of things that we look for because we don't wanna like fall in love with what we do, right? Like we don't wanna be married to it. You can't be married to any of the copy. You can't just immediately fall in love with it and expect it to be a silver bullet. That's not what this is because the second you do that, you just push yourself down the river without oars. Um, so you have to also think objectively, like what, what is the feedback that I'm getting? Is it real? Are they just haters? Um, what, it, what are my like unsub rates against this? Uh, am I offending too many people, <laughs> you know, there, there is like a, a, a limit where you think, well, you know, we're, we're not finding traction and we're offending people. That's wrong. There's, there's, there's something wrong there. Um, or there's a disconnect someplace where 
we're, we're not advancing people in the way we want to, or they're responding confused. Uh, we want to, at least if we're going to say jokes, they need to land in a way that people understand what the hell we're talking about. So um, there, there definitely is a little bit of a gray area um, in, in, with that and finding a balance there uh, and reading the warning signs and just not being in love with anything. Just this is a test. This is a trial. Everything that you do needs to be scrutinized, um, regardless how funny you think it is. That's awesome. I love it. I love the insight, man. Uh, Daniel, I appreciate just the, the value that you brought today, just talking about obviously sales tips, strategies, incredible tactics that are very, very effective in the marketing side of things. Uh, and like you said, just more of a relational um, you know, system process on the front end. Uh, Daniel, how can our audience reach out to you, be part of your community, engage with what you've got going on, bud? Yeah, grab me on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, you can find me just if you search for Daniel Redman. Uh, or if you email me, you can just email at daniel at salesenable.us and you'll reach me. And look out for that rebrand. The mysterious nautical site is coming the end of next month will be the launch. And that's going to be exciting. I might dress up in pirate garb for that. Awesome. Awesome. And guys, that uh, those links will be in the description below and make sure you guys just be part of what he's got going on and consume his content because he is on the front end of this, this creative marketing uh, and really cutting the noise uh, in his strategy. So make sure you, you click on that, make sure you reach out to him. Uh, and Daniel, before we let you go, is there any last words of wisdom that you would like to share? Uh, words of wisdom, I would say um, nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> and that, my friend, is Daniel Redman. <laughs> Until next time, guys, that is Journey with Christian Evans podcast. And remember, be in common if you can. Yo, this is Christian D. Evans, Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. We thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode. If you feel and you know that this was valuable to you, please show some love to our amazing guest by liking this, by commenting on this, by making sure that you do a nice five-star review and just show some love to our guest. That'd be really awesome. Also, make sure you share this with a friend, a family, a colleague, someone that you believe would bring value to their life right now. Uh, and guys, we just want to say thank you again for just being part of our community. If you want to have more resources, don't be afraid. Go to christiandevans.com. You can actually schedule a phone call with me or you can send me an email at christian.evans at beuncommonifyoucan.com. That's christian.evans at beuncommonifyoucan.com. Always love to hear some feedback and let me know what is the number one or two things that you are struggling in your business and your life and we'll make sure we have those conversations. Guys, that is Journey with Christian Davis podcast. And until next time, remember, be uncommon if you can. Cheers.